Welcome to the Running For Your Life podcast, the podcast designed to share the joy of running so that you can live a long and healthy life. I am your host, Barry Karch, and I'm so glad you're here with me today. Hope you're having a great day and your runs are going fantastic. Be prepared to get motivated. I have an incredible guest for you today who literally went from the couch to running Ultramans. Sounds unbelievable, but it's true. And he did it in very easy little baby steps. Nothing drastic, no crazy changes in his life, just little tiny actions done consistently over time got him there. Things anyone can do. And not only that, He's helping others also, raising money to help others in need through his running. And there's so much more. Let me tell you a little bit about my guest, CJ Flood. He is certainly not your average guy. Once a hefty 290 pounds, he transformed his life in a way most people would think impossible. He took off over 100 pounds in less than a year, by the way. You'll often see him out on the road running at war with his own demons that float in his head. And here's the kicker. He doesn't actually love running. Yup, you heard that right. It's not the running he's passionate about. It's the challenge, the pure, raw grit. That's why he's committing to running 60K, that's 37 miles a day for 30 days to raise $100,000 for men's mental health. This isn't just about physical resilience for him. It's personal. His journey has been one of triumph and struggle, heartache and victory. As a husband and a father, he's not just, just doing this for himself. He's doing it for his wife, his sons, and for anyone out there who feels they're battling their struggles alone. He wants his boys to grow up knowing that no dream is too big and no challenge is insurmountable. He's committed to creating a million hours of global impact, inspiring others to rise above their challenges and strive for their dreams, just like he did. Let me welcome C.J. Flood, to the Running For Your Life podcast. Welcome, CJ Flood, to the Running For Your Life podcast. Hey, CJ, how are you doing today? Thank you. I'm good, mate. I'm really good. I'm doing very well. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm super excited to be talking with you today. Oh, it's my pleasure. And it's great reaching out to somebody in the future. You're in Australia and you're talking to me from tomorrow. Yeah, it's a little bit weird, I know, but uh, just take this as a hint for the futures, but I promise <laughs> nothing in terms of uh, any actual outcomes outside of the sun comes up. Well, that's good to know. That's enough right there. So, <laughs> so where are you located? So I'm up in a fairly northern part of Australia on the eastern coast. If you Probably the best way to explain it is like if you know where Sydney is, mm-hmm. I'm about... Two and a half thousand miles north. Wow. Um, Yeah. So I'm like a long way up. So if you know Um, where Sydney is, is, you're not there. No, it's nowhere near that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Pretty much. 
All right. Well, welcome to the show. I'm anxious to talk to you because you have one of the most fascinating transformation stories I've ever heard. You've gone from, I believe, weighing 290 pounds, which is quite large, especially for running, to being yeah. an ultra marathoner. How in the world did you do that? Um. That's a really great question. <laughs> I certainly didn't start off with like, hey, I want to get into ultramarathon. I didn't even know <laughs> what an ultramarathon was when I started uh-huh. uh, this whole process and this whole transformation. What I what I did know is that my life was really hard. So when I was, when I was you know, 290 pounds and I was struggling, like I couldn't play with my kids, I couldn't walk around, like, and I'm, I come from a military background, so it's not like I'd always been really big my, my entire life. I just How, how did you get to that weight? You said you weren't always big. How did you get there? So I had my second knee reconstruction, actually, from my time in the Army, and that put me on the couch for a lot longer than what I thought it would, and I just didn't change my eating habits. Mm. You know, in that time, I was recovering from my, my knee surgery, so I didn't change my eating habits. I'm, I'm nowhere moving anywhere near as much. I'm, I'm doing nothing in terms of exercise. And all of a sudden, just a little bit of weight, a little bit of weight, a little bit of weight. Now, coming back from a knee surgery, things hurt, particularly uh-huh. knees. Yeah. <laughs> so it was really hard to get moving again. And of course, you know, I was uh, a little bit slow to uh, realize what was going on. So I didn't change my eating habits. Uh-huh. And then I put on more weight and then I couldn't move more. So I went back and forth. And that that happened over the course of, you know, years. And I, I kept trying to lose weight. I kept trying to get back into the gym. I kept trying to move forward. And it wasn't really until, you know, the, the in the start of 21, 2021, I had a really tough conversation with both my mom, a really tough conversation with my dad. And then I had a real kind of like eye-opening moment with my then 11, uh, nine-year-old son. Mm. And it was like I, I looked into the future when I had the conversation with my parents around what I could expect my life to be like in terms of my health. Uh-huh. Mum needed me to come down for, you know, be there for her to have um, brain surgery. Dad was in all sorts of trouble, like pain and, and things like that from still doing a very physical job. And then I just realized that if that... If that's what I want in my life, then keep going this path. But I was yeah. realized pretty quickly that wasn't what I wanted. Then when my nine-year-old son says, hey, can you come jump on the trampoline with me? And I said, buddy, I can't because I'm I'm too fat. I'm too heavy. Uh. It was it was like the it, it killed me on the inside, but it was the motivation that I needed. Uh. Um, and that set about a path to to really find a solution. I came across and started working with a trainer that specialized in actually working with dads. Um, somebody that understood that I'm, I'm a dad, I'm an entrepreneur. I, I work from home. I did it. So it really understood where I was at, not just some 20 something year old down at you know, your local anytime fitness or, or planet fitness or something. Um, and that process just started for me with really, really simple steps. And this and was just was, two years ago, did I hear right? You said in 2021, yeah. you weighed 290? Yeah, so I actually wow. lost I lost 100 pounds from September 21 to August 22. Wow, um, that's incredible. Or July 22. So, and it was through no crazy pills, potions, lotions, nothing. It was, it was just all straight up like 
redefining beliefs, redefining habits, um, and and going about things in a very naturally progressive way. Um, and alongside that, as I started having success with losing weight, I was like, well, maybe I can do more physically. Yeah. And I started to challenge myself and do things a little bit more. It wasn't in it was in January 2022 that I ran my first. You'll have to forgive me. My first kilometer. Um, you know, coming back from my knee surgery seven years prior. So in the time from January 22 to August 22, which I had this huge milestone goal was to run a, a six mile race, a, a 10 kilometer race. Right. That was like, to me, that would be, that was a signal that I could get back to my pre-surgery levels of fitness. Wow. Um, and August last year rolled around and I went down to a race down, uh, you know, on the Sunshine Coast here. And um, I was like, okay, let's, let's go do this. If I, I just, just want to finish this. If, if I finish it, great. And then I had this crazy goal. I wonder if I could do it an hour. I ended up coming in at like 50 minutes and nine seconds, and I'm really filthy about that. Um, but it was a huge moment for me to oh, yeah. sit there and go, oh, my gosh, like what else is possible? 12 yeah. months ago, I was 290 pounds. I couldn't move. I couldn't jump on the trampoline. I couldn't couldn't walk. I was eating two packs, three packs of ibuprofen a week just to try and be able to get around the house. Like, I was in so much pain. And 12 months later, or less than 12 months at that point, like, here I am. I just finished this race. And then the, the, the most life-altering moment for me was right after that, where I ran that six-mile race. And then I had a quick drink, I got ready and I lined up with my then 10 year old son and we went and we did, you know, a, a two mile race. And mm. like, he, cause he's like, he saw me progress over that previous 12 months. He's like, dad, I want to go and do something with you. So I was like, sure, let's go. So I did the six mile, which was the huge goal. And then right. I backed it up and, and did another. So it was like this, this cascade of just like, oh my God, I can do so much more than I thought possible. That, um, that's unbelievable. L let me back yeah. up just for a second here. Um, Please. You took off all that weight so quickly in less than a year. How did you yeah. do that? How did you manage to do that? You said you didn't do anything crazy, nothing drastic, but most people can't take off that kind of weight that fast. What, what yeah. worked for you? How, what, how did you, how did that happen? Um, so the real life altering thing for me was around my habits and the habits of the small things that I didn't think mattered. Mm -hmm. So when I started working with my trainer, he, he said to me, right, I want you to focus on two things and that's it. I want you to just tell me how much you're eating. Just track, track your calories through the app that we used. Um, and I was like, okay, great. I can do that. I've done that in the past. And he's like, and then I want you to start walking your, your steps just getting your steps in. I'm like, mate, I can't do 10,000 steps a day. And he's like, I don't want you to do 10,000 steps a day. Let's, and I pulled out the data from my Garmin um, that I'd been wearing for 12 months. And he's like, what's your average, daily average? And I'm like, oh, it's 5,123 or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And he's like, great. All I want you to do for the next seven days is just hit 5,000 steps. Track your food, hit 5,000 steps. And I'm like, mate, it can't be that simple. I'm telling him, I, I said, this, this is a joke, right? Like, it's not, not that easy. He's like, just do it for seven days and then we'll chat and tell me how you feel. I'm like, righto, and off I went. This is like the first week and I'm talking to my wife. I'm like, this guy must be pulling my leg or something because surely it can't be that easy. 
Uh-huh. I, mean, I go, I do it. I track my food and I realize what I'm eating that's not doing me any healthy service and kind of where I'm, where I'm a little bit blind on things and a little bit unaware. So it was just an insightful period. And then I get my steps to 5,000 for the seven days. It's like, how do you feel? I was like, man, it's so cool. Like, I didn't think I could do 5,000 steps a day for seven days. He's like, I know, it's crazy, right? It's wild what you can do when you, let's just do that again. This time we're going to, we're going to, you know, try and limit your calories to this amount. And I was like, I think it was like 2,100 calories a day. So it's not like it was a phenomenally low amount. And it's like just learning a little bit about food, what worked for me, what didn't work for me. And Did then getting have to ultra fight consistent. Hunger? Did you have to fight hunger? Were you hungry a lot? Not no. at all. Wow. Because it was in that that process where there was times where I was a little bit hungry. I was like, okay, that food really wasn't a smart choice. You know, turns out, you know, smashing down a tub of ice cream is a really surefire way to eat up a bunch of your calories, but not yeah. fill your belly up. Yeah. So it was like, I was already kind of aware of that or stuff anyway, but I did that for the next seven days. And I was like, okay, mate, this is, and in that time, like I'm starting to lose weight significantly. Like I'm by this time I'm down over 10 pounds. Like I'm, I'm really, starting to to hit some goals here i'm like okay this is this is sums up here and he goes right like let's just let's keep your steps where they're at and then let's just bring your your calories down to 2000 did it for another week and then we just kept going kept going and then eventually i got down to about 2800 calories which is fairly good amount for me to eat um and then I was walking 5,000 and then five and a half thousand and then 6,000, six and a half thousand. And I just got ultra consistent on that. But that, for me, this consistency was the key. And it came through this, um, this book that my trainer recommended to me. It's now become my all time favorite book. Um, and it's called Atomic Habits. Ah, I read that James book. James I just read that book. Clear. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, such a good book. And in there, I, I remember so vividly and I was walking, I could tell you the spot where I was, where I had this like earth shattering realization where he talks about the, the fact that the days that you miss are doing more harm to your progress than the days that you do double or triple. Mm. Consistency is the key. And I was like, wow, that makes so much sense. Because mm-hmm. in the past I'd been, I'd gone to gym, I'd worked with trainers, and for like a month, I'd go four days a week to the gym. I would eat right and I'd lose, you know, 10, 20 pounds. I might like, get pregnant. But like at the end of the month, I'm like sore. And I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh my gosh. So it was like this real um, eye-opening moment that if I can just get consistent with this stuff, I, I really start to turn the, the tide in my favor. And I started to do that, particularly around my steps. I didn't go into a gym until... You know, I started working with my trainer in September. I didn't step into a gym until mid-January in 2022. So I was just, I was walking and watching what I was eating. And I just got super consistent. And, met, and like, it's hot in Australia. Like, it's real hot. I was just telling you how much, how hot it is up here. Yeah. Um, and like, this is summertime. I'm out walking at like 5 a.m. in the morning. And I, I'm getting, you know, my, my five, six, 7,000 steps in. And it's just like, sweat is pouring off me. But I was just so disciplined about being consistent. You really wanted that, it. Mate, I wanted it more than I, I can't tell you how much I wanted it because to know, like, remembering that motivation that I had, right? Like, 
mm-hmm. seeing what it, life was going to be like if I didn't change yeah. something with my parents yeah. and then really realizing how much I'm going to miss out on with my two boys if I didn't change something now. Yeah. So I was, I was motivated and I just got disciplined. And since going through that process, there's been a number of people that I've worked with and I'm like, let's just focus on the smallest thing, the smallest thing, but just do it ultra consistently. And I started doing that. And that I went on to go for 572 days of hitting my step goal every day. And and I just made that happen. If, like I was training for, you know, runs and doing stuff, but like the step goal was the thing. Like I knew I could go to bed at the end of the day. If I hit my steps, I had a successful day. Yeah. When it comes to my health, it became it became the cornerstone of knowing that I'd made progress. And it still is. Um, so it, it just became really important. I there was times on the food side of things where I, you know, I started to hit plateaus and think we had to change up how we did things. You know, where we um, we introduced a, a couple of like uh, semi fasting days and things like that, or, or low calorie days, and then other days we would stack it. But like rather than looking at it per day, we looked at things per week. Okay, and that perspective changed a little, a lot of things for me. So I was like. You know, rather than looking at, hey, are you getting enough sleep each night? It's like, are you getting enough sleep each week? Okay. Because I had a toddler at home, you know? Yeah. And sometimes, sometimes the toddler comes in, he's like, hey, dad, dad. And we all know that if we've had kids around, like they, they want to disturb your sleep sometimes. But if I knew that, okay, I lost a little bit of sleep tonight, but, you know, I can say to my wife, all right, I need to make up a bit of sleep here later in the week are you cool with that and we'd cover things we'd get it covered made sure my steps were good i made sure that my food was good you know per per the week and that really um changed things for me so this this consistency around um doing the small things and then looking at things and a little bit of a different time frame really allowed me to make simple progress so it's not making a big drastic crazy change it's just little changes but over time lead to huge results Exactly. I mean, if you think about like, there's a a great, like in the Atomic Habits book, there's a great graph of like what it looks like um, if you do like get 1% better every day Mm -hmm. for a year, or if you get 1% worse, essentially like that, that's your, you kind of like your zero, you start here. If you get 1% better, it's like this huge, big exponent, like nothing changes for like three to four months. And then it's just like, it takes off. Mm -hmm. And then conversely if you if you get a little bit worse like just one percent worse it drops down to nearly zero very quickly so it was this consistency and realizing that okay i just i just need to do a little bit like i don't need to do crazy things i don't need to go to the gym for two hours i don't need to go and you know bust my guts with these huge runs that hurt me or like i just need to walk a little bit and that became really it it alleviated a lot of the the pain and like the internal pain down it's like you sit sometimes when you're 290 pounds you go can i really come back from this can i can i really make my way back to a normal healthy life and the answer is yes it's just the time frame which you do it and it it was mind-blowing for me how fast things change i didn't think it would be possible um but yeah for 45 or 100 pounds in, in 10 months was uh was the end result and you know, I've maintained that that weight ever since, and yeah, it's amazing. Um, and you look, you look great. You look very thin. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. But it's it's been a process. It was an education process. I had some ups and downs. Some weeks I gained weight. You know, that's the reality. You know, like there's 
I started in September. My wedding anniversary is in October. My birthday is just before Christmas. Then we got Christmas. And then we've got New Year's Eve. And then just after New Year's is my mum's birthday. There's then there's Santa. my bro- <laughs> there's brother-in-law's birthday. Then there's well, and it's like so like December and January is like jam-packed with events. And like it's summertime in Australia. Culturally, we're out, we're doing things, we're partying, we're at barbecues, you know. So it was it was really hard sometimes to stay disciplined around that. But I just made workarounds, and yeah. it was great. It was it was actually surprisingly easy Excellent. once I got there. Excellent. Well, let's pick up your um, progress. Uh, uh, the last we we talked, you had just finished the 10K and you also did the two mile run with your son. So yeah, where did, where did you go from there after that? So I did that and I was like, I finished that day and I was like, oh my God, I, I made it. I, I couldn't believe that I got there. Um, you know, that has been a goal of mine for years at this point. Um, and I came back from that race and I came back home and I was like, I wonder if I could do a half marathon. Like, wow. I mean, I don't need to be fast. I just wonder if it's possible. Uh-huh. So it was like two weeks later. Yeah. I said to the wife, like, I'm, I'm going to go give a half marathon a crack in the morning. I'll, I'll let you know how we go. No training uh, or anything. Help. Just do it. No training. Just like straight into it. Straight <laughs> into it. There's no, there's no tape. I went from 10 K to, to half marathon. Uh-huh. Um, you know, not ideally in terms of load management and things like that. But for me, it wasn't about that. It was about my mental side. It was yeah. like, can I mentally get through this? And I took off and I went and did it. Um, and it sucked. It sucked so bad. <laughs> I didn't take any water. I didn't have yeah. any nutrition. I didn't know anything about like those kind of, you know, longer events to be mindful of. Uh-huh. I, I ran around <laughs> in this, this area at home. Like I got swooped by birds. It was, and it uh-huh. sucked, but it was so great. I was like, wow, I did that. You did I it. could hardly walk for two days. Yeah. But then I came back and I was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Um, and then from there, I was just, I was like, wow, maybe I can really do a little bit more than what I thought, you know? I, okay, going from, that was really hard. Going up to a full marathon is not going to be anywhere near as easy as of a step. I probably no, need to train a little be. bit more if I'm going <laughs> to yeah. do something like that. Um, so I started thinking about the idea of doing a, a full marathon. And then it was in middle of November, I was sitting in the airport coming back from a work conference. Um, and I saw an ad for, um, in my Facebook feed actually for, the organization called Movember. I don't know if you guys know them. They're very big over here. No, grow I, haven't heard, and raise I haven't heard of it. You grow a mo and, and raise money for um, men's health, basically men's mental health. And, and it's kind of, it's kind of like a shave for a cure. You grow a mo for a month and you shave it off. And anyway, um, and I saw an ad for that and they're like, well, rather than if you can't grow a mo, like move for Movember. And it's like, get running. And I was like, okay. So there was a, a 10 kilometer, a 30 kilometer and a 60 kilometer option. And I'm sitting in the airport and I was like, what would it be like to run 60 kilometers? You're a masochist, aren't you? There. You go for the hardest. Yeah, time. I really am sometimes. And I <laughs> sat there with it and I was like, yeah, I reckon I could do that. And so it was like, okay, signed up. Um, and it was like, Three, three weeks later, that was the the day that everyone was doing the, these runs. Wow. Um, I, I did two half marathons in preparation. I was like, right, like, this is going to suck. It's going to hurt. I'm probably not going to run the whole time. I'm probably going to have to walk. By this time, I'd learned about nutrition and hydration and, and things like that a little bit more. Good, <laughs> um, good. 
Um, and anyway, the, the day came around November 26 and I set off at about three o'clock in the morning and I started running and I kept running and I kept running and, you know, my, I ran down the middle of the road in pitch black and I, I ran, you know, for hours and hours and hours on it and I had to come back home and eat more food and and stock up more water and like it's november it's basically the equivalent of like july you know like season wise so it's like it's it's really coming to the hot time of the year <laughs> yeah um i started running it was like 90 degrees mm. um so wow. it was like it sweat was just pouring out of me but i got it done it took me about 10 hours Fantastic. all up by the time i was done um i was like wow i i had people come and join me you know i had friends come um, I walked a bunch because we we're pushing prams and their kids came, we we're riding bikes. And it was like this real inclusive event. And I was like, wow, that's great. I, I love that. We raised, you know, about $2,000 for November. Um, it was, and it was a, another moment for me where I was like, okay, what doing hard things allows me to do is more than just the actual event itself. It, it, it really highlighted to me the ripple effect of me challenging myself has in the community and those around me. Um, it really highlighted to me the what that means to be an example as a leader and, and things like that in my community. And I was like, okay, that's cool. I really, really appreciated that. And I, I learned a lot. I took a couple of weeks off from there. I was that like, you needed I need to you? rest after that. Well, you earned it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was tough. <laughs> but then from there, I was like, okay, Christmas rolled around last year. And then, Started January this year. A friend of mine calls me. He's like, "Hey, we're gonna go do a um, a Spartan Spartan race, so like the obstacle course race." Yeah. I'm like, "Okay, cool. That sounds fun. Like, let's do that." And he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna do the 50 kilometer version." I was like, "That doesn't sound anywhere near as fun." No. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, I know, but it, it'll be great." So there's four of us with six weeks' notice. We decided to go and do this like ultra marathon obstacle course race um and go and get it done and it was so good it's it sucked it absolutely sucked and it was you know life altering again it was just this realization again you know this time we had a little bit i had a little bit more preparation you know you could really train and, and build up and, and i got you know quite fit for that we got there and i did that in like that was 11 hours that was wow you know like eight eight thousand nine thousand feet of vertical um wow. you know 30 32 miles like it was it was grueling through all trail there was no roads or nothing it was up and down like it was it was rough um yeah but it was so good because i did it with four mates of mine um four friends of mine and you know we egged each other on and we really pushed each other and, and but like we didn't all finish at the same time but it was all very camaraderie leading up to that moment um and that was great so and then i came back and I was really sitting with things and and now we're kind of at the point like we're, we're leading up to this time now and it was, it was about a month ago a month and a half ago i was like let's go do something crazy again and i i decided to set the audacious goal of raising a hundred thousand dollars for november um you know I, i've lost i've lost friends to suicide my some some guys wow. that i served in the army with and stuff like that mm. i've gone through my own mental health struggles um you know, and I decided like, I can't sit back while I'm capable of doing something. And I really decided to go for the audacious goal of raising a hundred thousand dollars for November. And I was like, that's, 
it's one thing to set a goal like that, but how do we how do we re- re- really rally people around that? And I was like, well, let's go run 60 kilometers a day for 30 days coming up here in November. So, which equi- comes out at about 37 miles a day, just a little bit over 37 miles That's a day. incredible. <laughs> for the 30 days. So right now I'm in, I'm about six, six, eight, six weeks or so into training and preparation for that. Um, you know, and it's just been crazy. It's getting, you know, uh, starting to get pretty full on, but you know, there's a lot that goes into something like that. Um, down to selection of shoes, you know, making sure that oh, we yeah. get the right shoe, um, making sure that we've got the right nutrition. What is what is the food that I need to eat come, you know, day that I'm running? What does that look like? How am I recovering? Um, and things like that. So really in this experimentation phase at the moment and, and starting to rack up some some miles into the legs and, and taper things up and we'll peak probably around uh, the end of September last week of september first week of october start to taper off and then um, get ready for the big event that's phenomenal i i love it i love the challenge of it that i want to hear how you do it but i also love how you made it about something more than just you and how you're going to be helping others and raising so much money if people who are listening want to yes. connect with you or try to support you on your journey, how can they do that? The the best place to go is just to like my website. It's cjflood.com. So the letter C, letter J, and then flood as in lots of rain, um, <laughs> .com. Okay. Um, and right there is is the best place to to kind of see everything. You'll be able to see the, the donation pages. You'll be able to see updates. Um, you'll be able to connect on social media. You can follow along there and things like that as well. So, I mean, by the time this goes out, like we'll be well and truly into the depths of, of training and getting ready. Um, but yeah, so so come along and check it out. It's it's going to be a bunch of fun. I we've already starting to get people rallying around this, um, you know, which is so great to actually see because it is something that's really important, obviously, and we as runners know how much uh, running can do for our, our mental health and, and that, that clarity of mind. Um, so ho- hopefully we can have some, some really big impact here. Excellent. Outstanding. Um, I got to ask you too, another question that came to mind. Please. I remember reading, you doing all this running and incredible long distance running, but I read that you don't even like running. Is that No, true? I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate running. I don't I mean, know. How do you get yourself to do this and why? Uh, well, I, I, that's a great question. <laughs> I think you summed it up before when you said you're a massacre. Uh, no, in all sincerity, I think um, running for me is just the vehicle to really be able to push myself mentally and physically. It's it's one thing, like I've always enjoyed doing hard things um, and, and trying to, you know, kind of like, put up big goals and stuff like that and go for it. Um, but running is just something that's so easy. To, like it's so easy to lace up and, and get out mm-hmm. the door right? in terms of like the barrier to do it. Like once you get over that, that mental, like, Oh, I don't feel like going for a run. It can be really quite easy. Um, and the reason why I chose running is I just do that because it's, it is such a great way to be inclusive 
of other people like love going for runs with other people you can change up how you do it you can go from road to trail to hills to type of run to long run to short run to all this sort of stuff so i mean it's it's the great equalizer i think um where you can really do it with a lot of people and and that's what i really like about it um and then that that mental push side you know there's if you've ever done a, a half or any sort of running that that kind of like middle third of a distance that you're doing is always what i call the suck zone um like you start off and and like that first third of however far you're going if you set out the door to do 10 miles and you're like the first three miles you're really just shaking out you're like all right i'm settled in yeah. by mile three you know you're rolling to mile four you're like okay this really sucks why did i choose to do this? and you got to go through this this little period where it just sucks and then you come to the last third and it's like oh wow yeah look how far you've come this yeah. is great like you can do this like let's go like let's push a little bit more let's push so it's like the, embracing that su- that suck zone and pushing through it has um really allowed me to do a lot of great things in my life um in other areas it's made my my work life so much better because i can i can push at a different level i have so much more available to me at a different level um my my friendships and my relationships are great because now i can be like oh let's go do this thing and and like we can do hard things or i can call somebody out if they're they're really just trying to be a bit slack or a bit lazy you know because i got the friends to do that Mm -hmm. um but like to me running is not um an enjoyable task it's just the vehicle to get to the end result that i'm I'm always chasing which is that like can you challenge yourself and get through it yeah i I like how you said uh what you learn from doing hard things also and from running yeah it it applies it it carries over to the whole rest of your life it it does so uh, much yeah so that's outstanding um so um in closing for anyone out there who's listening and hasn't done much running yet or doesn't think they're capable well i think you uh taken away all their excuses but uh <laughs> what 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 would you tell somebody to get them started on their running and fitness journey um i think there's a couple things one is like don't put yourself on a timeline that someone else is imposing on you I, I didn't start losing weight with the goal of running 10 kilometers. I discovered that along the way. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't decide to do 60 kilometers a day for 30 days. You know, when I did that first 10 kilometers race, I discovered that along the way. So just rather than trying to look forward and, and go, Oh, like maybe, maybe you've only ever run three or four or five miles and you're like, I want to do a marathon rather than trying to measure that way. Look back. Look how back. Look how far you've already come. Yeah. Acknowledge that. Understand that whatever, wherever you are, whether you've run, not run, you're getting into running, whatever it is, you've come a long way. It took a lot for me to understand that when I looked back from September to that first time I ran again in January, I had achieved so much. That achievement, that success, gave me the confidence to go a little bit further. And then when I got there, I looked back and I was like, wow, I've done it again. And wow, I've done it again. So rather than looking forward to the goal, maybe you're trying to go after a specific time. Maybe you're trying to go after a specific distance. Maybe you're trying to just get out the door for the first time in 10 years. Rather than just looking forward to that, 
look back and acknowledge how far you've come mm-hmm. and then start with the small things and just get consistent. You know, the time on my feet walking was a huge step towards me being able to run right now. It's the same thing. Like I'm training to do this, this big goal. Like I'm, I'm very lucky. This is a, the very short limited time that I'll sit down today. You know, outside of that, I'm standing at my desk. I'm out running. I'm, I'm walking. I'm doing things. Time on feet really does matter. Um, and then just along the way, just smile, have fun. Like yeah. you've, you've got time. You know, realistically, this is meant to be something enjoyable. Even if you're competing, even if you're, you know, competing at the highest level. I love the, a quote that I saw from a, um, a American or a Canadian runner. And she was working with her Olympic coach. And she's like, you know, it really, it really, I'm probably going to butcher this and it may be the wrong person, but it's like the, the concept is, a third of the time, it's going to suck and it's going to be hard and acknowledge that. A third of the time, you're going to feel okay. And the other third of the time, you're going to feel great. You can't feel great without the suck and you can't. it's not always going to suck. There will be great. Mm-hmm. So just keep going. Acknowledge that there's going to be those times and it's okay. The, the phrase that I say to myself when I'm running you know, and I'm, I'm having a hard time, it's just like, you know, this too will pass. This mm-hmm. too will pass. Mm-hmm. And just to keep going, keep at it, take your time. It's okay. Um, and congratulations on deciding to do whatever it is you decided to do, because that alone is an achievement. Um, yes. And I think we need to acknowledge more of those wins. Absolutely. Well, that's fantastic advice, CJ. And you're such an inspiration. Thank you so much for <laughs> being on the show. I really, really enjoyed talking to you and hearing your story and what you have upcoming. Thank you. I have had a blast. Thank you so much for getting out here. If you are out running, uh, you know, please be sure to send us a, a photo or a pic. I think it's great. I love seeing people getting out there and getting amongst it, um, doing whatever it is that you're doing. And if you want to follow along and just hit us up. All right. Excellent, CJ. And again, everybody visit cjflood.com. Okay, CJ, nice thank you me. very much. Thanks, mate. Bye. I hope you enjoyed my talk with CJ. What he did is so incredible and unbelievable, and yet so relatable at the same time. He didn't do anything drastic. He did things we all can do to change our lives. And what I love also about what he's done is he's using his newfound health and life to help others in need. Let me know what you thought of it. Reach out to me, please, at Karch at runningforyourlife.us. Also, I'm always looking for inspiring, motivating people to be guests on this show. So if you have a great running story that you'd like to share, also, please let me know at Karch at runningforyourlife.us. I so appreciate you being here. I really enjoyed bringing you the show. And if you enjoyed it, please, could you leave a review wherever you're listening to it? That would be such a great help. And I'll even read your review on the show. And share the show with friends, anyone who think might need a little dose of motivation to get out the door and improve their life and get running. I'm going to be back with you on Monday with another inspiring episode of the Running for Your Life podcast. 
And until then, let's outrun Father Time together.